Praise the Lord. Anyone need prayer, uh, special needs, any prayer for your body? We have a wonderful Savior tonight. This church is known for its faithfulness, and I appreciate um, going to hope and pray that there are people watching online tonight uh, who are not able to be here, but I do appreciate the faithfulness of this church, and I trust that the Lord is uh, able to help them who are feeling sick and bad tonight in their bodies. Susie, I'm going to leave this to you to leave this, okay? God bless you. You can be seated or, or still whatever you're comfortable with.
Yes. <clears throat> but Dwayne, would you be willing to take this off and play it around for me? My, my A team is not here tonight, so thank God for Brother Dwayne being here. Do the one underneath it, you get more money. Joking. Well, thank you everyone for all that was done yesterday to make uh, all the arrangements for the funeral for Sister Hayworth go well here. And I've heard good things, and uh, that was a wonderful service. I heard good things about Brandon. Once again, doing a great job with the sound and, and the video. And I appreciate that so much, Brandon, for all that you do. Amen. Um, Elaine and I were in Yukon yesterday for Brother Mickey Graham, uh, a good friend of ours for many years, uh, pastored four churches in Oklahoma and, and was on the evangelistic field for many years. And um, uh, I... Didn't know what to expect, but there must have been probably 20 ministers there, plus a host of people, and it was such a wonderful time. I uh, saw a number of contacts from my past. Uh, there's a young lady going to the church there. This is a um, Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ organization church in Yukon. It wasn't a United Pentecostal church where it was at. And um, Brother Sister Green, I've heard so much about. They are a great uh, pastor and wife there and so I was hoping to get to meet them and then I forgot that uh, one of the girls that we taught in the ACE school way back in was the early 80s right anyways a long time ago that uh, graduated while I was there and uh, and uh, Tara was there and it was so good to see her and then I found out through talking with the pastor's wife uh, her husband was sick yesterday and could not be at the service, which is uh, very unlike him. He's a very, really a go-getter. And um, but I, I was talking to his wife, and she, I uh, mentioned that my sister and her husband pastor in Las Cruces, and that struck a chord with her. And come to find out, she said, "I have someone here uh, that that is connected with that." And I said, "Really?" And, and out came, um, so it would be Lori, my sister's daughter-in-law, Melissa. Her aunt was there also. So, and then Ryan and Lynette Jones, which are a couple that did all of our music for years in Sperry for us when we were there, and they are tremendous, tremendous people. And uh, they were there singing a special, and uh, got to talk with them. And and they are uh, getting ready this Sunday to baptize a number of people in Ramona. Uh, and. It happens to me that some of the people are getting baptized are the people that I worked with way back when I was working for Phillips Petroleum. So it's just all sorts of crazy things, connections. And um, I'm thankful that God gives us a past, a present, and a future. How about you? And uh, it is really great. Uh, good to have everyone out tonight. So thankful that you're here. And um, we uh, are excited about what God is doing to see Five people reaching out Sunday morning to the Lord. I, that's so encouraging to me. And uh, I'm just expecting the Lord to do great things. Amen. Praise the Lord.
I want to just open tonight with a very familiar passage of Scripture uh, in Second Chronicles 7 and 14. But I want to talk to you about a very important story I have tonight first. Uh, there was a donkey who was extremely hungry. And they brought that donkey down through a narrow fence line where it couldn't go left or right and got it through. And there opened up into a very large area. And there on the left hand was a huge pile of hay. And there on the right hand was a huge pile of hay. And the story is that that donkey died of starvation because he couldn't choose which pile to eat from. Now, as silly as that is, what would happen tonight if we go through a service and we hear the good word of God, we're encouraged, we feel the presence of the Lord, and we never choose to take advantage of what God has placed before us. And so my goal tonight is to talk about, I want to talk to you about the kind of revival we need. And um, not going to be long, I, I won't keep you long, but I do want to bring your attention to uh, kind of, in one respect, deny some thinking that isn't right, that happens sometimes in the church realm, but also, much more importantly, I want to reinforce what is right. And I think that in one of these points tonight, you'll be able to latch on to for your own life and say, I, I need to apply this to my life. Amen. So, Second Chronicles 7.14. All right, the Bible says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. It is a very important question like, what kind of revival do we need here in Chelsea? Well, I think that we have to come to the realization first that first, I need revival so that all my brothers and sisters can have revival. Because it's all a matter of how we look at things and how we approach things. Amen. I was with uh, the, the Tr Trude family this morning in the hospital. And um, I got to say, I went in there and I said, thank God, though I would have never hoped or wanted this to happen to anyone, but through it, God was able to get David into a place where he could help him and meet some needs for him. And, and nursing care and doctors could come and examine him and look at him. And he could have a comfortable place to lie and, and a nice bed and all these things. And thank God for that. The Lord is so good tonight. Amen. We thank the Lord that he keeps his hand upon us. Praise the Lord. All right. So, Lord, I pray that you bless your word. Lord, our hearts that we would receive it, that we would choose tonight to consume your word. Bless each and every one. We are delighted for all that who came. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being with your people, for being with people that love God and are seeking you. I ask tonight that you'd speak to each and every one of us, and, Lord, truly that we would receive the Lord. For we ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. So revival, a few things it's not first. Revival is not just mimicking other churches. Uh, there's a great church in Claremore. Uh, and know the pastor, 
sat with him on the board in Oklahoma and uh, think very highly of him. But, but our goal is not to become like another church in order to have revival. We have to realize tonight that God has pulled us together. Can you imagine that you are part of God's plan? That, that you are something important tonight to the church right here, and God wants to do great things in your life. Amen. So it's not keeping up with programs either. It's, there are always new programs in our organization. If you go to our publishing house where you can buy books and tapes and things of that nature, there are always plans that people have created to help someone, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's effective for every church or for us at this time. And so uh, something has got to be the direct line to heaven where we could connect with Jesus, and that is going to happen, that if my people will pray. Amen. It's not, neither is revival an incredible series of meetings, though I'm looking for our next revival that we call it. We call it revival services, means we'll bring in an evangelist and have several special services, and we'll have a great time. And, I, and as, as important as that is, yet that does not define what we want to happen in our community, in our church. We need several thoughts tonight just to, just to challenge your thinking. We need a good old-fashioned revival where it starts with the family. Have you ever thought of this? that the first revival was Adam, Eve, and God. What a, what a perfect scenario that was. And God wants, to, uh, wants you and I to find that it doesn't take the Garden of Eden um, in, in location in our earth as much as it is that there are people that wanted Adam and Eve both wanted to meet and talk with God. They made room for him. They, they enjoyed walking with him, the Bible said, in the cool of the evening. They could fellowship and commune with God. And he also desired to be with them. We need that family altar where I can't control what my spouse does, but I certainly can be what I should be, right? And so that's where we always start. We always start with God, look at me, examine me, and see whether I be in the faith. It's a father's responsibility. It's a mother's responsibility. It's the husband's responsibility. It's the wife's responsibility. If we have prayer where we are coming together and you are unifying together and saying, honey, let's pray about this today. I don't know that we're always in the same room. We aren't. Um, Elaine has a place where she prays and I have a place where I pray at the house. Thank God for that. But no just to know that both of us are seeking God and giving God a chance to speak to us. We're both opening the word of God every day and allowing God to speak to us. Oh, what are the possibilities in our homes and lives when we are making ourselves available? We need, we need a, a, a revival tonight. I want to call a revival of loyalty. And I careful the way I say this and all the people that weren't able to be here tonight with sickness, but, but truly tonight to have our mind made up that we are going to have a church and we are going to be loyal and we are going to see God do great things and we are going to be a participant 
and we're going to be involved. I'm not just going to attend, but I'm going to get myself involved in the work of God. Amen. Have you ever thought about this? I need to be at a place where I know I can hear right things. I don't have to, you know, the old guy that said it's, um, it's chicken today and it's feathers tomorrow. <laughs> but that's not the way God wants it to be. He wants us to have that shepherd in our life that can give us a, where he chooses the place of our feeding. That's what, that's what Psalms tells us. Amen. Not only do we need to hear the right things, but, but we, just, we need to see the right things. I can't sit at home and see what I need to see tonight. Don't mean to be ugly, and, I'm, and I certainly, I want to be sure everyone knows, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about the folks who couldn't be here tonight. Because we tape this, and, and if they're watching, I don't want them to feel bad. I already had the message before they called in. <laughs> I reserve the right to preach what I received. Our hands have to do the right things. Our feet have to do the right things. We, we can't just enter into this walk with God with our minds. Oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. Well, define that for me. Well, I, I mean, I, I believe in him. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I think about him. Well, explain that to me. I want to be one of those ones that said, I'm involved in my church. I love the work of God. I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters. We are working together for the good of the, of the church, of our community. Amen. Our whole body has got to be ready to serve God, and we can't do that unless we are making ourselves available. So I'm really preaching about making ourselves available tonight, aren't I? I'm not allowing you to put the heat on your spouse I'm telling you, you've got to be the one that carries the, the, the water here. You've got to be the one that hears the word tonight. The fourth kind of revival that we need tonight is simply to be able to have an idea that we want to win others to the Lord. Listen, I can't save anybody, and you can't save anybody. But we understand the power of the gospel. That if they can just get out on, under the the the. the the hearing of, of the gospel, and they could feel and, and sense the presence of what God is doing in its place, and seeing the response of others around in the congregation. All those things are participants to move people to a place. I'm excited about God working in new people's lives. Why? Because it's healthy. It's awesome. I need them as much as they need the Lord. Be able to have compassion tonight means that I first um, am willing to have a heart that could be broken. I've got a lot of schedules in my life. How about you? I've been held a lot of, worn a lot of hats for a lot of positions and things. I'm nobody, but I just happened to be, I was available at the time when they were voting. <laughs> and and uh, I hold it against them today, but that's, that's behind, behind me. But I want to say that by making myself available, God wants to bless and do great things. Amen. There's something about our obedience that we, that we make room for others in our relationship with God. 
that we make room for winning people, giving and taking in the kingdom of God. It's not just us four and no more. It can't be just our church that we already have collected of your faithfulness, though I'm very thankful for it. But it's got to be that we are opening the door, that we care about others. And I, I, know, I know what the Lord has done for me from time to time, and I know what the Lord has done for you with some of your testimonies. And I want you to be encouraged tonight and realize you have so much to offer your world around you because you've got the right idea of revival in your, in your hearts. God's word has got to be that thing tonight that will ever allow us to come to the fullness of the truth that we realize tonight that the Lord has got to do it through his word. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. I need that, that power of God that can break the bondage of sin, not only in those who I invite to church, but I need them to see how that it breaks in my own life, no matter how many years I've lived for God. I need to keep being broken. I need to keep yielding my member to God because I want God to do great things. I have to recognize my need for revival in order to make me a valuable part of the kingdom of God. Because when I see what my needs are, I cannot look down my haughty nose at you and say, it's too bad you aren't, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. That's, that's foolishness. If we examine others, we justify ourselves. But if we examine ourselves, we will justify others. There's a, there's a quick flip of the words here. Isaiah came in that day and when he, in that year that, uh, after Uzziah died. And, and the Bible said in Isaiah 1 and 6 that, uh, that he saw the Lord in the year that King Uzziah died. And, and he talked about the, the awesomeness of God, his train filling the temple, the, the authority and the power of God in that place. And, and, he, and he came to that thing first saying, God, it's a shame I, I work with a bunch of turkeys. That's my own language. But that's really what he said. He said, Lord, I'm, I'm hovering here around a bunch of people of unclean lips, wicked and vile, and they're no good. But finally, after he was in God's presence, he said, God, I'm the one. I'm the one with a problem here. And he, and he sought God, repented, and, and God went on to do great things. Willing to do those things which bring revival is always the cost, the test of, of faith today. Never will faith work in your life by just going merrily down the river of life and satisfied in your rubber tube and enjoying the scenery as you slowly pass by. Always, faith requires us to, to paddle uphill, doesn't it? To, to go back upstream. Faith always requires us to do something because of our faith in God that ultimately we trust and believe will become revealed in my physical life that I live. I love this verse in Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. 
Revival brings an atmosphere where we can excel and others can excel with us. Revival brings an atmosphere where there's peace and calm. It's not charged and saying, jump, jump, jump. But it's allowing people to come and feel the beautiful presence of God and, and allow the word of God to speak to their lives. Allow the Lord to talk to them and say, come, come up a little higher. Take another step. You could trust me today. You're among friends. That's what we need tonight, is we need to be a revival church because we know how to love others. This weekend, I was there yesterday at that funeral with Brother Sister Nance, which um, uh, is one of our pastors in prior, and uh, it was his brother that pastored this church for 15 years, the Nance, Brother Glennon Nance. And uh, I was with Rick and his wife yesterday, and uh, they said, you have the friendliest church in all the area. He said, those people there, he said, are established. And I thought that was such a, I said, yes, and they were before I came, too. <laughs> I wanted to be sure I wasn't taking any credit for that. Thank, we thank God and, we, and are thankful tonight for your spirit that you have. And so tonight, examine the company you keep. This is how we examine ourselves. Because we hang around the people that we're most comfortable with. The idea of birds of a feather is locked together, right? Another thing we have to do is we have to examine our habits. All those habits can really get us. It's hard to justify my faith in God when I'm doing this, when I'm not happy and I know what's wrong in my life. And so we have to examine those habits, not only the negative ones, but we understand today that, that I'm going to have to have some new habits to replace my old ones. And so God wants us to examine ourselves tonight and say, how do you feel about yourself in this area or in this area of your life or over here in this situation? And, and the Lord, in his patience and his kindness to us, allows us to examine ourselves and see not to judge us, not to beat us up, but to get us to realize today that if I really want revival in my life, it also requires me to make some steps in God, not only what the God, Lord has promised to me. We have to examine our thoughts. I don't know about you, but I think I can hide my thoughts sometimes pretty well, but I'm not sure that I do. Uh, Elaine tells me there's this look I get when I'm about ready to drop a bombshell in our, in our lesson on Sunday mornings, and I've got this glint in my eye like I'm fixing to, 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 give you, to get you right now. And um, she said, everybody hides. <laughs> That's not what I mean to do. <clears throat> but we, we examine our thoughts because as a man thinketh, so is he. We really do tonight our prepared soil for the master to cast and plant his seed in. We really are the ones tonight that have got to make up our minds to be right where uh, we could best, are best suited for that seed to grow and, and to fertilize and to develop and to harvest. We have to examine where my affections are. 
I, again, think I can probably cover some things up pretty good in my life. But that's not what God wants. The Bible talks about hiding our sins is not wise, right? It's, that's, that's silly. Thinking that God doesn't know what I've done is not going to get me any farther down the road. What I need to realize tonight is, God, examine me and, and check out my affections, the things that I'm interested in, the things that I love, the things I am willing to say, I like this more than I like this. And Lord, examine that in my life so that I'm not, I'm not choosing something that is far lesser. Have you ever heard the statement that the Lord will bless something that he can, that is a supplement to our life so that we can live for God even more completely. But he will curse anything that replaces our walk with God. And so tonight, I can add a little here, a little there, make life a little more comfortable, and that's okay. God says, just keep living for God. Let's see what God wants to do in Chelsea, Oklahoma. But, but when I start to say, if I want this, I'm going to have to, you know, quit coming on Wednesday nights. But I'll still come on Sundays. I'll come to Sunday morning, Sunday school, and also to the worship service. That's two out of three. That's not bad. That's the danger when we let things in our life begin to be like a weed that grows over that good seed and the Bible says it chokes it out to where it can't grow properly. And lastly, I want to say, God wants us to examine our motives. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why did I just say that? Why did I go here? And those are the things that only you and God can figure out. It's not for anyone else to judge tonight. We're not here looking down our long, haughty noses at anyone else. Or I have been in this long enough to know that I need all that I can get from God. And I've got plenty of problems of my own without, without you know, digging up any of yours. But that's the beauty of the Chelsea Church, is that we can come and we can all have the right mindset that we want to live for God and work together. We're, we're willing to look and say, you may have a flaw here and a flaw there. Welcome to my world. <laughs> but together, we're going to see God do something great. Together, we're going to see good things happen in the kingdom of God. That's the kind of revival that we need here tonight, where we can look at ourselves and, and be able to say, oh, God, help me to be that vessel you want me to be. Wow, I'm letting you off early tonight. I, I'm going to have to really change that, <clears throat> fix that. Paul said it was peaceful. It edified when the church came together. It edified all that was God's will and purpose. It built people up in faith. And it's like that faith went out into the community and, and lured and drew others in that they also could have that same beautiful faith in God. It was happy. It wasn't out of duty. It wasn't out of obligation that they came. They came because they wanted to be with the people of God. 
They came because they wanted to break bread together. They came because they enjoyed their walk with God. They realized that there was something precious about it. It was holy before the Lord. It was something that the Lord looked at and said, this is good. And so they saw that fellowship and they said, let's build on this fellowship because there's a lot of my friends that if they could ever come and, and, and laugh and giggle and have fun and kid around and yet have times where we are ser serious with the Lord and the Lord could speak to us and the Lord could touch our lives, oh, what a group of people that would be. Would you stand with me tonight? Tonight we need to make a decision not just to hear another good message or whether you call it a good or not, I'm not sure, but another message, but to be able to say, Lord, let me go and approach this because I want, I want to be the revival God wants in Chelsea. There are people waiting. I loved the fact that we have folks coming, our guests coming. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. We, we want the Lord to do great things in people's lives. We have Bible studies. We have uh, ways to help to make understanding happen in people's lives. But it's all based on the right attitude that all of us need to have. God, we're here not because we're good. We're here because we love God. And I realize and appreciate the value of what we have here tonight. And therefore, I'm going to pursue. I'm going to commit myself to it. I'm going to be and give myself to the Chelsea Church because there's a lot of people around us tonight that are just waiting somehow to be introduced to this in a way that doesn't condemn them. It doesn't judge them. It doesn't look at their clothing or, or their attitude or their background or their history what allows them to say, come join us. We have a good time and we, we trust that the Lord is able to work in our lives tonight. God bless you. I hope that this makes sense. I hope that it, it touched on something in your own life. We could spend a lot of time hiding the things that are wrong in our life. I think it would be a lot shorter distance to the goal if we would just make up our mind to eat the hay, <laughs> talk to the Lord, and let God help us. Susie, I'm going to have you sing that if you will.